Hello and welcome to Passing for Normal. I'm your host, Sharon Weil, and during this time of coronavirus uncertainty, sheltering at home, and social isolation, I'm bringing you a special series of helpful insight and practices from body-focused practitioners in order to keep you healthy, protected, and calm. My guest today is Susan Harper, founder of Continuum Montage. She is a heart-soul counselor, a creative instigator, and a teacher of movement inquiries that lead to embodied discoveries. She uses body-based awareness to assist others to access creativity, expression, and meaning. And today, we're going to be talking about some important ways for you to find a deeper sense of meaning and safety in all this uncertainty, and to remain related to the larger world, even when you're sheltering away from others. So welcome, Susan. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me to be in this conversation with you. Oh, well, there's no one I would rather have this conversation with, truly. Um, All of the work that you do uh, with others um, has so much to do with uh, reminding us, uh, informing us how to be related to not only uh, other people, but to the larger world. So let's jump right in. Um, uncertainty is is the name of the game right now with everything, with all the response to um, this pandemic. Um, and it's the nature of our existence, and yet we're really thrown upside down when all of our societal systems have had to change so quickly worldwide. So how are you looking at this? Yes, that's so true. Uh, Uncertainty, in so many ways, is actually with us. Uh, That the moment of a life changing at any moment can be at any time. And now we've suddenly, collectively, had so many of our everyday orientations, routines, ways of behaving, moving, thinking, relating, just disrupted. And we are in new territory. We're in new territory, each of us, worldwide and personally. And part of what happens when there's such a disruption is that our identity, our identity maps are challenged. Excuse me. They don't work. We've lost our kind of normal orientation. And hearing so many different news stories, predictions, almost always kind of going in the direction of the worst that can happen. Right. And it puts us into a, a big suspension and incredible opportunity at the same time. We have a... a, a a kind of rare chance to drop beneath all the usual habits of orienting and touch back down into a more primal consciousness mm. that is deeply wise and lives with uh, a not knowing capacity, but to be open and use all kinds of inner primal wisdoms to meet an ever-changing context. And that ability for us to uh, trust the vulnerability moment in an odd way of not knowing into the process of finding, exploring, discovering. And so for most of us, that means we have to meet the fears that arrive. And 
that quickly can overwhelm a nervous system, can quickly bring us to a state of the intellectual place of, I don't know. Uh, And if we can use that moment to drop deeper down, actually, uh, we have to pass through a few layers inside of our own nervous system of the first one that goes towards that fight, flight, freeze, or fold, or collapse state, and, and the capacity to drop into a more primal, deep awareness to be with those feelings, sensations, energetic uh, tensions, that capacity to be with the feeling, the thought, without fully becoming it. So our awareness itself is not panicked. Awareness, deep primal awareness that each of us have, can be with the panic. And it's that capacity of the being with the whatever it is that's happening, the fear state inside, that creates an inner relational moment where we're not just totally taken down the river of, difficult sensations and then thoughts and anticipations of the worst. But if we can touch that place of being with, the awareness that can be with, the kindness of heart that can be with, yes, yeah, I'm afraid right now. And I'm holding my own fear like one might hold a little a little one and help rock and comfort and be with, not deny, not push away, actually, but to be with, this is what's occurring. I'm scared right now. And to allow the uh, being with moment to help help us to meet the fear. The old, old root of fear was the word fair, which is related to thoroughfare. And it means to go through. We have to Hmm. kind of face into our fear and meet it and go through it. There's something about the meeting that is really powerful. We tend to want to get away, but there's also something about meeting, attending from this larger perspective to hold the more tiny, challenged but making big sensations. Yeah, really big sensations, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and 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 it's like in in older 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 times they used to call fear the great awakener. Hmm. Because if you can go through the fear, then it brings us closer actually to deep inner resources and deep values. And there comes like a a moment where great necessity also helps call the genius or the, uh, the, the creative flow to come more to the foreground. And in a certain way, I feel in myself and those that I'm uh, attending that there's a, a kind of um, an ever greater call for greater imagination, more soulfulness to to touch daily what are the deepest, deepest values that are, that are informing uh, my life, that inform the, they're the principles that I live by. 
and how do I access those and help bring those deep values, those commitments forth. And I notice in my own self right now, like times where I'm overwhelmed, I, I just feel so lost in not knowing how to meet the immensity of what's going on, the demands. And then the simple act of, of turning into the inner realm of great possibility, the inner realms of love, of care, of connection, of um, it's like a reorientation for touching the deep, deep felt sense that knows how to find its way through moment by moment by moment, but not by a predictive um, mindset, not by an ideological idea, but by actually meeting the moment um, as it's appearing. So when you say meeting the moment, what, mm -hmm. do, what do you mean by that? How do I meet the moment? Mm -hmm. So let's say that moment of fear is arising, and I can go be consumed in it. I can go down the quick train of thought, feeling, opinion uh, that the fear leads me on. That's one thing mm -hmm. that we do. And then the meeting moment is to create a gap or a pause. You create a pause of catching the moment, like, whoa, wait a minute, I'm afraid here. And rather than going to the litany of all the terrible things that are going to happen, the litany of, it's like when fear strikes the intellect, the worst kind of imagination occurs. Right. We start to imagine the worst. And when love meets imagination, it opens into so many different kinds of movements, possibilities, um, ways of being, thinking, um, streaming in the stream of life. So our best thinking does not occur when we're afraid. It, in fact, it, like it hits the nervous system, it locks the, the heart and the forebrain. Its capacity to be in a deeper imagination, it seizes that for a moment. So there's something about creating a kind of fierce heart strength and heart listening and heart knowing that if, if, if we can meet our own fear with a heartedness, and it's really, truly like meeting a small child that's just gotten really frightened. Like, how do we want to meet that little one? Usually not by shaming that or blaming or hurting that child further. We want to find the way to greet and meet the fact of the fear. And hold that fear in the power of meeting means I'm not already um, judging you. I'm not already um, putting you down, assessing you, telling you you're terrible, fear. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, fear is just this is what comes up. But I don't want to go down the train of thought of fear. I want to come in and actually meet the feelings. So in my own body, it's like, it's like uh, sitting down, recognizing I'm on a fear train, and it's a moment to sit down, connect in gravity, meaning connect with the deep lap of the earth that is 
always there for us. Every single one of us offers a powerful field of equanimity. And in the gravity conversation, I feel weight in my body. When I'm afraid, I'm way up. I'm high up. Mm -hmm. I don't feel weight. I don't feel contact with the ground. So come in. Feel your weight. Feel the contact with the ground. Feel the heart of your, like the heart of your heart that knows how to be with that which feels more difficult or scared or upset. So it's about how do I be with a field of awareness that can be with any thought, any feeling, any behavior without becoming it. I'm, I'm creating in a way like a, um, I'm both field of awareness and I am the one who's afraid. Mm-hmm. And in it, it's a relational process of meeting, communion, holding, being with. In the being with in this way, there's a hearted presence that leads us or connects to a far greater, greater presence. It's the presence field of creation. It's a presence field of the earth, of space, of presence field of love itself. And our personal presence joins with the greater presence whenever we are actually present. Almost always fear has us in a a projected future. And, you know, panic is a projection into the future. And so the most powerful act is we can harness our attention to actually come to the present. Mm -hmm. What's happening in the present? My heart is beating fast. I feel jittery. I'm I've got energy rushing through, my skin is blushing, I'm kind of pulling in, I'm losing my train of bigger thought, I'm only on these thoughts that keep scaring me even further. So can I come in the present tense, bring my harness, my attention to be present with, ah, I'm on the train, and then here is the ground, here is the scene that I'm actually in the current one, most of us, not all of us, some are facing very real fears because you're right on the front lines of dealing with um, uh, medical situations, you're dealing with whatever it is. But for most of us, we're in a room, we're in our sheltering place, we're tending, and to, to be with the sun is shining, Spring is still happening, the flowers are are blooming, the tree is happening. It's a little bit like how do we hold the whole of what is occurring? Yes, there's a lot, tremendous, more than usual, by far, difficulty occurring. What is also occurring that is um, at peace, at rest, is full of life happening, the capacity to um, to be with the fact that these deeper resources may be calling us into a into a even more connected sense of wholeness and balance as we work our way through this. We're all being called into a kind of transformative time. It means transforming the forms of our habit, the forms of our of our usual existence. So coming back to how do I be with fear is to come back and be 
in attention with the whole of me, the bones in me that maybe aren't afraid while I hold the visceral gut feeling that is afraid. I come to be with the the openness of space that's Mm -hmm. not afraid while I touch that which is afraid. Mm -hmm. And that is a communal relating moment. It's a larger relational field that we're tapping into. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, um, you know, what an incredible perspective. Um, and you're also, it seems, implying that there is a place, even when I'm afraid, even when I'm very afraid, there is a place in me of knowing that is not afraid. There uh-huh. is a place in me that is related to a larger field that is not afraid, right? That uh-huh. just exists. And finding ways to um to meet to meet the fear and to also meet the field yes yes exactly we could say probably the most important resource we have at this moment in time is our capacity for our personal attention to zoom way out connecting to the fields of light, the fields of um, energetic field of possibility, to the field of presence, of wholeness, to the field of, of the, that which is not yet becoming creation, becoming matter. So our capacity to come into a field of awareness or to a huge view of wholeness that capacity to zoom out and touch that, know that, feel that, be of that, and then our capacity to zoom way in to the exact precise feeling that's occurring in this moment. Or if I'm in a task, can I be 100% with that task? Like if I'm washing dishes, can I be fully with what my hands are doing? Can I be with what my feet are standing upon, with the floor? Can I be with the feel of the warm water running on my hands as I soap up and wash my hands for the, mm-hmm. for the many, many, many times during the day? Can I actually come in and be in a very uh, focal moment of attention with what am I actually doing right now in the simplest of, of activities? And the ability to zoom out, to feel this big, broad field, and the ability to zoom in and not be distracted with every last little um, thought, news report, uh, all the many, many, many things. So I'm so dispersed that I don't even know where I am anymore. But our really our deep power lies in our ability to pay attention and to cultivate kind of recognizing the simple pleasures in each little moment. That's incredible. You know, so so each of us are sheltered at home, sheltered someplace, and some of us are sheltered with loved ones, and some of us are sheltered uh, with people perhaps we'd rather not be sheltered with, and some of us are sheltered alone. 
Uh And, um, you know, we as humans, we as creatures of the earth are in, we're wired for relationship. We are herd animals. We're meant to gather and to be together. And so some of, some of, I think what's causing people distress is just the, um, what comes from not being able to access other people. And so people are using screens and online and all kinds of, of remote ways of, of being in touch. And yet I know that you and I, you know, through continuum, through the work that we, through so much of the work that's done, understand there to be um, other deeper uh, ways that we experience relationship and connection beneath that lies beneath all of the um, online screens. So I would love for you to speak to that. Yes. Yes. So within Continuum, especially one of the deep teachings in that in this work is about the power of the fluid dynamics. And fluid dynamics most deeply show themselves through air and through water in that capacity of wave motion to go from the most subtle of little tiny rippling of wave to larger waves. And the wave realm, the waving realm, comes from great stillness and silence and has a large continuum or dynamic range. So anytime any of us take up a little tiny bit of wave motion, for example, a little bit of rocking in one's spine, rocking oneself on their sitting bones, rocking like you might rock an infant. Anytime that you find different ways to pulse, to wave, to arc and curl, to play, you're joining the resonant frequency of wave motion, which is connected to everything. It's like they say, from the great stillness, from the fecund emptiness comes light, wave motion, form of wave motion, into sound, wave motion. And in our play, in our biological play, when we play in the, in the little bit of pulsation, wave motion, we're connecting to the ocean, into the ocean of being. And biologically, all of us are connected to the oceans of the planet in that pulsation was where the very first life form ever formed. So the ability to be in a little bit of wave motion and feel the sensuous play of that is a medium of connecting then through feeling, the sensuous feeling, to the wave motion of all of life, the animate, animating life force of life itself. We come in in birth through a wave, we exit through the wave when we're dying, and throughout the entirety of our life with every single breath we have the tide of breathing, the wave of the way the breath enters and ripples through all the many, 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 many inner tubes and alveoli of the lung and dances through the 70 trillion cells of us and empties back out and is a form in the breathing of relating and communing with all of the green living ones that offer up their 
exhale, which is our breath. So as any of us does a conscious breathing play, we can attune to the fact that it is, yes, in one sense it's my breath, but in another way we could say we're part of a breathing planetary body that breathes us breathes us all night long when we're sleeping. Mm. We don't have to consciously be aware of it. Breathing happening. And I can attune to conscious breathing. I can attune to the larger planetary breathing body that is breathing each one of us, breathing me. That's a resonant field that I can tap and touch. I can tap and touch the resonant field of the waters of the planet that are pouring through each one of us, rippling in each one of us, and that are salty and sweet. And there's something about tending the little particular wave motions. All emotions also pass through our bodies in waves. It's like I have a moment of happiness, and the gut body is widening, and there's a little blissful, playful feeling quality. If I have a moment of I'm mad at something, there's a sudden wave of contraction. If I'm curious, if I'm in the affect of curiosity, there's a kind of openness in my eyes and my in my whole skin body that's kind of curious for something that's uh, inside or outside of me. And that creates a relational field curiosity our deep especially somatic our deep feeling uh, curiosities are quite important like the curiosity that any of us had as a small child what were you curious for whatever you were curious for as a small child usually tends to be a signal throughout your entire adult life of of something to follow. Those mm. early curiosities are, they're, they're like a signal for a deep value that you have in your soul of what you're curious for. So let's say any of us who might be sheltering alone, like to tend those deep values. It's a beautiful time right now to be, um, to be reading, to be cooking, to be following what is it that kind of helps oneself connect, to, to listen to music, to make music, to walk, to move, to dance, to meditate, to sing. It's important that one of the deepest forms of connecting is to connect with one's creative stream, the stream of creative flow inside mm-hmm. of one. So we have to also get off the screens out there and connect with the stream And it's a good time to write, write a poem and send that to someone, write a letter, write, um, draw, find different mediums of expressing oneself. So one of the challenges is part of the ways we regulate our nervous system is through the dance of reciprocity, mutuality, Mm -hmm. of being able to express and have someone listen or we get to listen to someone else's experience. And when that, um, when that avenue is the usual way that we get to do that is closed, then we need to find other ways. In, in, 
in how we play on our own or how we converse, have a conversation on the phone with someone, but to be attentive to the fact that each of us needs to express something a little bit every day, not just what we're feeling in trouble with, but an insight we're having, a, a kindness that we're observing or knowing that we want to offer to someone, the gratitude of something in the day that wants to get expressed. It's just simply important to have some expressing and then listening, lots and lots and lots of listening, to know how valuable and how powerful and how deep our capacity to listen is, to listen to another, to listen to oneself, to listen to this underlying creative stream, to listen to the birds that continue to sing, to listen to the trees, the wind in the trees, and all of those help provide a a resonant communion field. And anyone who has a yard, if you have a yard, get in your yard, spend time with nature. If you can't go outside for some reason, you're more in a, a dense city, then through the window, spend time taking into your eyes the green of the spring. Take time to be in the inner resonance with life of nature happening. Nature will rebalance. We'll find our way through this. And our deepest nature is nature. So how we connect with that attunement inside of ourselves is, is of critical importance at this point in time. So beautifully put. So beautiful. Oh, wait, I have one more thought. One oh, more, please, one you more can have many I... thoughts, please. <laughs> <laughs> so the other one is this, is that whenever you are in conversation with someone, maybe you're talking with someone on the phone, be attentive to what, if you're listening to someone, be attentive to the moment where they are starting to light, to brighten up. They just said something where their light is shining a little more. Mm-hmm. Their inner light is shining. And pay attention to the somatic resonance in that moment, to the subtle energies. That That is something that feeds both the person who's expressing mm-hmm. that someone is actually noticing that brightening, lightening moment, meaning our inner light, our inner spark, our inner our inner creative fire has come a little bit more online. And someone is catching that and reflecting that back. And then notice for yourself in your own, when you're speaking and you feel yourself start to light up more, you have more interest in what you're saying, you're, you're feeling a little bit more animation, more animating uh, spirit force happening. Notice that and, and help that. And if you're in a moment alone, you're, those of the people who might be in more isolation, that you know what the Buddhists call uh, self-quarantining, they call it retreat. And many people like just can't wait to get to have a chance to be in retreat, to be in solitude in order to um, quiet some of the demands, the normal demands of life, the normal habits. And to be able to come into a a deeper state of listening and inquiry, curiosity, and inner connections. These are really important now. 
how we develop inner connections. There's many, many resources. Um, maybe at the end we'll name books and and different websites, resources for uh, for people to help that help cue the the way for touching inner resources, developing your inner generative, uh, creative states, because that's what's needed. We're in a in a crisis time where things are falling apart, unraveling, and what will become emergent is a grassroots, visionary, heartful way of meeting the situation. At least for some of us, that's what's going to occur. We're in the dissolve, and we all have to be really listening quite deeply to the inner dreaming of this planetary body inside each one of us for more visionary sensibility of how do we meet this with heart, with kindness, with more open attention, with different ways of moving than our habits have taken us. So follow the light, meaning follow when we brighten and then also tend where we need to go in the dark. We also have to make a descent. We're in a collective soul-transforming descent process, which means there's an unraveling and difficult feelings that emerge. And how do I meet those with kindness and openness and willingness to be with what is the, the what, what, what are the darker, despairing feelings that I also need to meet with with openness and with love. Beautiful, such beautiful guidance, Susan. Thank you so much. Um, I think perhaps it is time to mention some of these resources that could be helpful to people, um, including how people can uh, connect with you and find you. So let's start there. So best is with my website, continuummontage.com that's spelled C-O-N-T-I-N-U-U-M M-O-N-T-A-G-E dot com and if you join my newsletter it's on the first page that you come to a little button there then if and when I get to offering some online courses those will be there when we're able to be meet in person Different events, workshops will be there. Also on my website, there are a resource page that has many, many, many different books. There's music. There's um, a page that has links to other podcasts and videos uh, for further information in that way. Wonderful. And did you also want to mention you were you were speaking to me before we got on to the um, interview about your sister and self touch with jujitsu? Yes. So my sister Sarah Harper yesterday was offering a webinar that the Jin Shin Jitsu uh, organization is offering. They're doing five days of free webinars and offering all different forms of self touch. That, so really great resource, and there are ways where you can hold each of your fingers, you can work with the main central channel that runs through the core of the body, holding different points to help create a greater clearing, centering, 
and connection with uh, the larger stream of life as well. It's a beautiful form of self-touch that's informed by years of, of study in the ancient Japanese art of, of acupressure done on oneself. And then through continuum, uh, through the Continuum Teacher Association, there are many good blogs and also videos to watch of some movement or sounding practices that you can do with yourself. And one of the simplest and really, really best is to place a hand on your heart and one on your belly. Those are the places in us that can get uh, contracted in fear or in shame or in just in tight moments it's like to be able to contact those places because there also are places of greatest openness and connection we want to help soothe them and comfort and also open them for the heart intelligence to be able to fully happen in all the ways that it can so just in having a hand rest on a heart and belly in a really soft tender open way and humming to let the long humming and breathe back in through the nostrils. It helps rebalance the breath and the oxygen nitrous oxide balance. Um, so that, that's one of the simplest and, and, and most soothing processes. When we hum, we create like a second skin for our body. It's like a kind of lullaby that vibrates way deep on the inside, in the bones and in the waters of us, and it also creates a kind of surround skin. And you can add to it imagining a skin of light that's like a skin of protection and a skin of blessing. When we sound to ourselves, it's offering blessing upon blessing to our hearts. And uh, blessing is always about helping us to remember the innate primal wholeness from which all challenge and creativity arise. Mm. Susan Harper, thank you so much for this poetic, sheer poetry, um, poetic conversation. Um, I believe this will be of uh, such comfort and, uh, and guidance for so many. So thank you so much. So welcome. Thank you so much, too, for this opportunity and for the conversation, Sharon, and for what you're offering into our shared world. This has been Passing for Normal, Conversations About Change. If you like our podcast, please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. It helps our audience to grow. To find out more about author Sharon Weil, go to SharonWeilAuthor.com. You can also find out more about the Changeability books and about all the guests featured in this podcast at that website. Large or small, go out today and make a brave change. Dare to bring new ideas forward. Our world needs you right now.